0: This is Carl. This is Mark.
1: And this is Sarah.
0: And this is retrograding. Yes, this is Retrograding, the show where three nineties kids give adult looks to our favorite childhood films. This month we are taking a look back at Indian in the cupboard to see if our nostalgia is warranted. Now, Mark, you made a face. Was it the way I pronounced cupboard? <laughs> no.
2: It was the way you pronounced India, because uh, Indian because I thought you were going to say Indiana Jones. So, <laughs> and Wait, I was like, oh, I watched watch? the wrong movie.
1: He was in a refrigerator, not a cupboard.
0: Now there's considerably mm. less face melting in this movie, even though characters are made of wax. Plastic. No, or plastic. plastic.
1: <laughs> this is a subplot that comes up in one of the books much later. I did not remember this plot, even though I'm pretty sure I read... Most or all of the Wait, books at one point.
2: Melting faces comes up in the no, later book. <laughs>
1: the fact that they're made of plastic.
2: Oh well, he mentioned it in the movie.
1: Does he mention that his great uncle hates plastic toys? Because that's what the plot comes from. It shows up in like the fourth book. I read the synopsis to see if I could remember which of the books I had read. I did not remember. Was there that
2: any one. sequels to this movie? By the way, I don't believe
0: so. Because I not that
2: I've heard of. I was hoping there would be a prequel sequel that explains. No, no, that's,
0: that's worse. No, That's because, so much worse.
2: Because, well, we'll get into the it later, exa- I think. So let's do all your right, synopsis all right, all right. first. Before,
0: before, before we get into any of this, we've got to go through a 60-second synopsis. One of you pull up a timer, and I'm going to do my best to describe the plot of this film in one minute, having not prepared at all. <laughs> so give me a countdown. Let's go. Three, two, one, go. Henri is a young, timorous boy who has a birthday party in which he receives a cabinet that one of his brothers found in an alley and cleaned out for him, and then his mom gives him a key that used to be her grandmother's uh, that magically works with the cabinet. He puts a toy in one night because it's the only thing he can put into this cabinet. He shuts the door, and when he wakes up... I'm calling it a cabinet. It's actually a cupboard. Uh, but when he wakes up... Uh, the toy has come to life And it's a Iroquois Indian man Who teaches Henri about his society And how much he, I know Doesn't know about it uh, He has a friend over, Patrick, who's a real jerk And they make a cowboy as well um, And Henri has a real Crisis of identity And what constitutes a human being And whether these people are actually real uh, In which he talks to Patrick About whether or not you can treat Human beings like this In the end he decides not to use the cabinet and to send the Indian and the cowboy back to their home. I mean, that's basically it.
1: <laughs> it's a very straight. Oh, if that confused you. Oh boy. That synopsis of the like fourth book makes it even worse.
0: Let's go into long form and we'll tell more people more about the plot so because that was ridiculous. This is I-
2: why I want the prequel movie to also, figure out.
0: Let me do the sound clip of what did you guys see as adults that you missed as children? Go.
1: No, the prequel movie is the fourth book. It's The Secret
0: of the Cupboard. I wanted to explain
2: why the key fits in the cupboard, why his grandma had the key, and if she had the cupboard originally. I I want it to be like the story of his grandma with the cupboard bringing things to life, and then she throws it away like in Jumanji, and then the cupboard comes back. It's not his
1: grandmother. It's his great-great- great 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 aunt i
2: thought his mom said it was his grandma's stash of keys though
1: it is his grandma's key she's the one who has it but originally the key belonged to his great 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 aunt who i guess was a saloon dancer she has magic to embed she had to be able to tell so she
0: puts it in a piece of wood
1: No. So in the book, it's left. She
2: cuts down a
0: magic tree and makes a wardrobe. the cupboard
1: is not magic. The key
0: is the magic. Okay. The cupboard is is
1: also... Okay, so in the thing, it's not really like this cupboard. It's a medicine chest that maybe his great-great-uncle made. It's very confusing.
0: All right. This is... So I didn't want to get into that because... The story works so much better if you don't explain it. Oh, you
1: think so? When Harold
0: Ramis (laughs) was making Groundhog's Day, he thought about putting something in, explaining why um, Bill Murray was experiencing the loops, and he didn't do it, and it's better if the magic is not explained. I think that worked for Groundhog Day.
1: Remember... This is book four. I don't think this was the original reason. I think she came up with this when she went, I've run out of adventures with this toy Indian. What do I do now? Family history time!
0: So I like how in this movie, it doesn't explain why the cabinet is magic or why the key is magic. And you don't know which one has the actual power. You just know that they work together. It's
1: kind of both.
0: What I was expecting... Which this movie didn't satisfy for me is that the magic was actually in Henri the whole time. Oh, also, kind but of that's true. not the case because his friend can use the key to transform toys as well.
1: If you will. <laughs> So going back to the fourth book, this is nuts. Carl turns said out, he
0: doesn't want to hear the fourth yes, book. That's fine. We can go into the history. <laughs> but turns
1: out, well, it's not the history. It's rewritten This stuff is later his family on.
0: history. The fourth yes. book, uh, this sequel is a prequel, is what you're telling me.
1: Kind of, because Henri's still the main character. He goes to the house that his great great aunt used to live in and starts finding things in the house like more keys and more little people and it turns out he's does this
0: turn into a lock and key situation where each key no, can do a different it thing it turns
1: out real weird in the fact that it turns almost into like a horror thing in the fact that okay so he's great aunt. wait
0: wait is he turning is she turning real people into plastic
1: kind of you remember the whole thing about are these real people coming right. from a different time? Are they toys? How do we do we treat them as real people? No! They're real people being dragged from their time period into the toys.
0: Wait, wait, then it wouldn't work with every toy.
1: It doesn't. It only works with plastic toys. It doesn't okay. work with but, anything but else. But and I'm they saying, have to look kind of like
0: I'm saying a Darth real Vader person. is no. not a historical figure. It does not and work Darth Vader okay. comes to life That in this is movie. a plot
1: because in the fourth <laughs> book The last plot twist is that the last doll he finds looks like his great-great aunt, and her whole last thing was finding a doll that looked like her so she could be put into a doll.
0: Oh, boy. So, apparently, this book series goes off the effing rails. I know! Uh, So, why don't we focus on the movie that (laughs) we watched?
1: No, no, but the, the one thing is, The key is magic because his great-great-aunt had the ability to see the future in lead. And then when she made the lead key, it imbued some of her power into it and it became a key that could unlock any door. And then his great-great-uncle also had magical powers and he made the cabinet, but he hated plastic toys because he was a metal toy maker and so Uh, that's why only plastic toys come to life and so those two work together and apparently in the fifth book
2: but that was never explained either because he just throws a bunch of toys in there he never tests this isn't explained till the
1: fourth book and then in the fifth book apparently omri himself has his own magical powers
0: of course. Why wouldn't he? It's a coming-of-age tale. When he reaches 13, those magic powers and are going to sprout out. It all comes out in puberty. the little
1: people, his great-aunt, like the little plastic people, he, she gives to another person because in her own time it's so terrible and she's so poor that she just wants to live as a little plastic person and not go back to her own time period and die as a little plastic doll.
0: Okay, I love the history lesson we're getting at this batshit crazy book series – but I am going to have to bring us back, for our listeners, to what happens in this film. We, so I'm going to limit you to talk about what happens in this Frank Oz just, movie and not in the book series anymore. Can we just anymore. all
1: be upset that it didn't do well enough to make the sequel so we couldn't
0: no. see
1: that fourth movie be made into a I know a movie. what,
2: the fourth book, to me, the story, if it's a family history, is basically The Phantom Menace.
1: Well, it's series, (laughs) Omri's still in it.
0: You run into that problem anytime you try to do a prequel and try to explain why the magic is so good. It's less interesting than something magical just appearing to you. You don't need to know where it comes from. It's better if you don't know and you have a character exploring it and trying to figure out the rules. Well,
1: it's more because, because Omri is still the main character. It's more like a a mystery where he's trying to find like letters and stuff from his great aunt and stuff to figure out all the stuff. Like those dead characters don't show up as characters. They're dead. Well, except for, I guess his great aunt who has a doll. There's a toy. Um, so it's not like it's a complete prequel. It's more like him doing a murder mystery, figuring out family history in the old house. Someone falls through a roof at one point.
0: So okay. back to the movie that we yes. watched for this episode. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. What happens in this film?
1: Omri's <laughs> not it, as interesting in this one.
0: He's no, he isn't. not interesting, interesting at all. We will get to Omri. My interpretation of this film, knowing nothing about the book series, is that... Really? I never read the book. I only saw this movie. I was curious whether when he brings the toys to life, whether they are taking their personality, their life from what he understands about history or whether they are taking it from what the toy maker understood about the character that they were making.
1: I think neither. Okay. Because I think it... Both the book and movie, I think, do a terrible job of this. Right. Because this, like, the book version, I remember feeling like it felt like it was trying to make a point, but the author didn't do any research and was really bad about it, and the movie fixes a little bit of that, but not really.
0: Yeah. I felt like this is an interesting way to teach history to children. Now, granted, they don't go into, like, the whole French and Indian War, but the... The, in, the Native American man that Omri brings to life, named Little Bear, is played by an actual Native American who does teach him about the Iroquois tribe specifically and how that differs from his idea of what Native Americans were. And
1: I think Little Bear is his own person because he seems to know more than Omri. De- oh
0: right. But did the person who made the Little Bear figurine, who is, f- I assume, part of that entire diorama that we see of Native American culture understand enough about Iroquois to imbue this plastic figure with what they understood. See, what no, I, and it's he's weird not because they all plastic.
2: have their own lives. Like when he talks to them about, well, what were you doing when you appeared here? And he's like, oh, I was out hunting in the woods with my nephew, and the cowboy was doing something else. But, and I think the other, the the doctor guy that we haven't talked about yet, but he was out on the battlefield somewhere, so they have their own lives that they are living, which apparently just get put on pause as soon as they're brought to
0: life. Right, so my, if that is true, do we believe that Henri, if he studied history well enough, could find history of the people he is bringing to life as his toys like does little bear actually exist is there some documentation somewhere in some library that could show this tribe had a person named little bear and that's who you were actually talking to
1: i guess that's the implication of
2: I, i'm waiting for her to start talking about the books again
0: yeah, <laughs> so- yeah. it's like they, they I love that this film doesn't explain it because it leads to conversations like. Well,
2: this. it's it, to me. So we 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 had to read the book for class, yeah. and I never mm-hmm. saw this movie until a week ago when I watched it for this. Yeah, I read. So it in I don't. I don't really remember how much it was the same because I remember that I. Partially because it was just a class assignment that I didn't really care about the book. <laughs> I was yeah, just doing I've, it because it was uh, for school. I think I
0: feel that same way about my side of the mountain, which is a book I had to read. I love also my side the of giver. The I had um, to read it. I was yeah. forced to read it and therefore did not enjoy it is my point. Maybe yeah. I
1: just wanted like hanging out in the woods and having your own treehouse to be like as fun as it seemed in the book. It so is not. that must You'll not be this movie that we're talking world. about.
0: So, so bringing, <laughs> bringing it back to this film, don't starve I in the woods. I do really like that the Native American is played by a legitimate Native American.
1: He and was also in a.
0: The video representation game movie. is not like what we understand to be Native American. He tells us specifically about the Iroquois tribe, where they don't live in teepees and they do not ride he horses. Gets real mad uh, and they don't have the best bow and arrows because I think they bring a mohawk man to life to take his bow and arrow. But, like, they know about the other tribes, and tribes are good at some things and bad at other things.
1: Like, so this, the book series got in a lot of trouble. Um, Can we talk about the film? <laughs> no, no, I'm, this this goes to the film because the book series got in a lot of trouble for being, like, considered... It's considered classic, but also, like, um, Native American groups consider it, like, like, one of the worst books to, like, worst representations
0: other. of yeah. actual Native Americans. and that's why life. I feel
1: like it, it comes across as, like, a small child trying to make a good point where it's like, don't stereotype Native Americans all as the same and learn about their individual tribes and stuff, but it doesn't actually do enough research to do that in the book, and I think the movie tries to fix that in certain ways, but it is still in certain ways just very... Um, and maybe it's because your main character is a child talking to a plastic toy that you're not going to get anything deep. It it tries to fix some of the really uh, questionable things that the book has. Where, I like, think
0: it does that fairly well because while Henri does know that he's talking to an actual Native American and the Native American is uh, correcting his misbeliefs, Little Bear believes he is talking to his god, or one of the many gods that he believes of in his religion. Uh, and so I feel like he doesn't go into explaining everything about his culture because he believes his god is always watching and kind of knows certain things about his culture already.
1: And they get rid of the... Um... So in the movie, he doesn't get married to the female? Oh, no. In the book, they like do. That. In the book... They're just like he has in the book. Um, little Bear is not as nice; he's kind of terrible. So,
2: they, um, and that comes up. I don't remember it happening or them explaining it really in depth. Other than once the cowboy man comes to life and they're in the little fanny pack at school, they they they're, they all hate each other because it's cowboys and Indians. So they're they're all mad at each other, but they're trapped in there together and start talking. And somehow, it, I, it, you don't really hear the whole conversation. It just cuts back to them and suddenly they're talking about smallpox and the cowboy asks if he would ever marry again or have more children. So it sounds like he had a past life, the Indian had a past life where he had a wife and children that passed away. And I don't remember that really being discussed other than that little snip in the middle there.
0: So the other, I think the... the... To Sarah's point, he, is, he asked Henri for a wife several times during the film because you know his god can bring him uh, what he asks for, and he would like to have a family again uh, because in his tribe, men and women have very specific roles to fill, and he would like a woman in his life who can fulfill the woman's roles for him. Um, and towards the end of the film, Henri does get a woman figurine, but at this point, he, Little Bear has asked him not to bring things to life because he has a power that he doesn't understand. And he killed a man earlier in the film. Uh, and so while Henri would bring the wife to life for Little Bear, Little Bear asked him not to, and he does not do it. That's what happened.
2: So, yeah, you said
0: you didn't remember what happened with the wife. No, no,
2: no. I said I don't remember. So they don't explain his past life ah, where he okay. had the wife before. I um, Yeah, I, the rest of it I knew. But, All right. But like, there's I just that little part where they talk about, so I think he had a wife
0: and child previously, but they don't really yeah. go Dude, in died depth. of smallpox probably because of the tactics of the French and Indian War.
2: Yeah, they just didn't go too in-depth into that story, and I don't know if it had the same impact that it might have otherwise, but I don't know that they really needed to discuss it either, so...
1: But also, I remember Bright Stars being a character in later books, and... Not well! I just remember she shows up again, um... And they smartly went, yeah, let's not do that in this one. Let's yeah. maybe not
0: have... That was a really good choice, because he knows he's going to have to send Little Bear back. Why bring more toys to life?
1: Because then we have would have to figure out the whole... Th- like, let's not bring a toy to life just to marry this guy. Let's not have the only, like, female character come to life just to marry this guy.
0: Yeah, that's a real Manic Pixie Dream Girl type of situation.
1: And then let's also not... Then mess up my brain with the fact of, do when they go back to sleep, do they both go to their individual timelines? And are they only married in Dolan? Or does because they're married now that she somehow gets sucked into his time thing from some marriage contract?
0: No. I don't want What my I brain imagine to think. is she would remember getting married to this man, even though she might already have a husband. So she has to make the choice of whether she stays with her husband or goes and finds the man that she married in a dream world.
1: Or do they have to like really, really carefully go through all of these female Native American statues and like figurines and find one? That looks really close to someone in his group and be like, yeah, this looks like my neighbor. Let's bring that one to life.
0: <laughs> my neighbor. My neighbor. Because you know how yeah, the that Native Americans a- had plots of land that they each owned individually <laughs> this, this and how their teepees or their little houses were all was in a not row. A and they understood.
1: It was not a teepee because that was the whole plot point that they didn't live <laughs> I in. I know. Teepees. That's why
0: I said the little houses They second. were
1: long houses.
0: Long houses. This,
1: this lady lives like down the row in the longhouse from me Let's, uh-huh. it looks like her bring her to life so that we can't be dragged into separate so, timelines
2: <laughs> With that and that so you mentioned them thinking that they're in their dreams which so at one point uh early on little bear gets injured so in order to help him Henri brings to life his little world war 1 medic Coogan. toy and then, the, so the medic toy thinks he's in a dream, but this His whole time, Little Bear is alive through the whole thing and sees all of this happening. Like, which brings up another point of mine that I was confused about. But, it, it, so, why is it that he tries to tell the one guy that it's a dream but doesn't explain it at all to Little Bear or Cowboy Guy? Oh, I think It's just like, well, because, now you're here.
0: I think because... He knew he did he wasn't gonna keep the medic. The medic is only there to repair injuries. And that's exactly
2: like, my other point.
1: Her name his name is Tommy.
2: What was so special about this that well of course it was because he was a British soldier. Tommy <laughs>
0: Atkins is his name.
2: Um so
1: his name is Steve Coogan.
2: Yes. Also what, that. What is it about this? Sp- specific toy that he brings it to life and decides to keep it alive where all of his other toys when he throws them in there they come Uh, to life and then he throws them away
0: again so my understanding is one little bear is his toy and so he has a personal ownership over this person especially having just received him for his birthday this toy is special to him
1: oh we've gotten to some questionable places now
0: steve coogan was his brother's toy which he only brought to life to heal Little Bear and heal Boone later in the film. And so he knows he's not going to keep him because he doesn't want his brother to find out. His brother's going to want his toy back. It is a temporary thing. The other things that he brings to life are his, uh, his collection of toys, which I have to imagine was the most expensive scene in this movie, given that it had Darth Vader, a T-Rex out of Jurassic Park, and RoboCop. And
2: it had Star Trek characters.
0: Yes. So the reason he does not bring or keep those alive is because Henri is a timorous child and those toys are too violent. As soon as he sees them in real life, they all notice him after fighting with each other, and he closes the door immediately, knowing that he doesn't want to deal with the war that he has created.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just thinking, you must have more than that one toy that's yours. Why wouldn't you do something with the other ones?
0: The other thing is, he received another action figure for his birthday... ...that would not fit in the cabinet. So the cabinet does have limited space.
2: And then he brings a toy deer to life so that his Indian can hunt it and kill Mm it.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, at that time, I think he was just trying to appease Little Bear... ...because I believe that was after he had brought an old man to life
2: who immediately dies of a heart attack.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he brought an old man to life to get a bow and arrow for Little Bear um, and was surprised to find out that the old man had a heart attack and died immediately before he was able to close the cabinet and put him back into his world. Uh, And Little Bear goes through um, the ritual of burying this man uh, and giving him the last rights, even though they are of different tribes. This is the the Mohawk man that I was talking about before, uh, which led to I think my favorite line of the film, where um, Henri goes on a goes to the hardware store for his dad alone, and then is is jacked for his change when he gets out by a uh, a little punk with a mohawk, a little kid who steals his money. Uh, which my favorite line is. Henri's retort when that guy takes his money and Lee says, you don't deserve that hair! <laughs> I
1: I want to use that on someone now.
0: There are some interesting
2: lines in this show.
0: Yes. I think uh, a, a lot of the ones I like from Little Bear because he does speak in... He does know English. Uh, I think through his trading with the white men. Um, but he speaks in... Some very interesting phrases, or he, express, he he expresses Native American beliefs in English which sound mystical or magical. Um, I think uh, one of the ones I have written down is, you and I, we are here together, yes? And just like, it's interesting to see the way that he conceives the world and that has to express those beliefs in a language that is not his native tongue. So, yeah, I like some of the the lines that they give him in this. We didn't
2: really spend any time going through specific characters in this one like we have in some other movies. And I guess there are not a lot of characters to go through. But I guess something that I... The parents, a lot of times, like, they're there for the birthday. And then they will just wander into his room sometimes and be like, you know, to ask him how he's doing. Or tell him to go to bed. Or tell him to come downstairs but they don't really ever notice anything that's going on with him. And then when he takes his dad's tools, they well, and I guess it could just be a product of that time period, but, you know, it's just, oh, sure, just wander down to the hardware store and buy the stuff yourself. Oh, and, yeah, I
0: had real thoughts about that. And
2: walking off to school and... Because and
0: this... This child, who they walk to school every day, who is in, what are we? What do we guess, second, third grade, is given the chance to walk the streets of New York City alone to go to a hardware store downtown. Uh, and he does get jacked on his way home. So,
2: I don't know. It seemed like some questionable parenting in this movie.
1: <laughs> hey, it was the 90s.
2: Yeah... I mean, I walked places alone when I was that age, I guess, but mostly it was to school and
0: back, not going to stores. So my interpretation of his parents in this film is that they understand Henri, their third child, to be kind of timorous. uh, And they want him to grow up to not be scared of the world. And so they're trying to parent with a, a light hand to try to get him to um, build his confidence. I feel like if they were too present in his world, he would not develop confidence. He would remain timorous. That is my understanding of their parenting.
1: Keep wanting to use the word timorous today.
0: Sure. How would you express Henri's personality?
1: Shy?
0: Sure. I am borrowing a term from David Mitchell who was talking about how...
1: You are not a middle-aged British man.
0: I'm not. He was talking about (laughs) why, as a child, he was scared of the sun.
1: You should be. You're going to get skin cancer and lose part of your nose.
0: But it was because, he explained, there is two types of children. There are the adventurous children and there are the timorous children. But cautions are written for the adventurous children to prevent them from hurting each other. And... He read a caution. It's like, you should not stare directly into the sun. And as a timorous child, he's like, why? Is the sun going to get me? Should I not be out in the sun?
1: But again, you are not an upper class, middle-aged British man.
0: I'm aware. So I saw Henri. I mentally thought of David Mitchell's explanation. And that is why I'm using the word timorous. I can use the word shy, if you like.
1: You just used it three times. And I thought you need to vary your word choice.
0: Fine. You're just,
2: you're, you're just displaying Carl's limited vocabulary, apparently. I am,
1: I'm displaying Carl's long word, but limited range yes.
0: vocabulary.
1: <laughs> we're just, we're just bringing out all, all of the judgment on Carl today.
0: Uh-huh. It's because I got you sick, wasn't it? It is because you yes, got me sick. Yes, definitely that.
1: I'm on so much cold medicine, that's why I lost my mind at the beginning of this explanation when we were talking about weird great ants and magical powers.
0: All right, here we go for thesaurus.com. Henri is apprehensive. He is fearful. He is tentative and unassertive. Is timorous there in that list? Uh, These are, these are... Synonyms of timorous. I was going to say anagrams, but that's not right. Nope. That's not even uh, close. <laughs> uh, timid and tremulous and faint-hearted and meek.
1: The meek shall inherit the earth. And I
0: knew that was. Well, coming. I don't think Henri's <laughs> going to do that. Anyway, he might. With while we are on the subject, Mark, you talked about men. we. You talked about characters in this film, and I'm. I was planning on going through them like we do. So let's talk about Henri now. The, from what I remember watching this movie as a kid, I could never remember his name. Because I don't know the origin of his name, what kind of um, country of origin it comes from. It's
1: Hebrew.
0: It's a very strange name, and I don't remember if I ever pronounced it correctly as a child.
2: I don't remember if I ever tried so, to Mark, pronounce it as a child. I don't know if
0: you've looked at the, uh, the Wikipedia page or the IMDB page that Sarah has p- pulled up. Having watched the film, how do you think Omri is spelled? Well, well I
2: know so. because I've already oh, you know. read it on the thing. I see.
1: I can also tell you it's Hebrew, it's a biblical king, and the character's name is Omri because the author of the book wrote this as a bedtime story for her son, who was also named Omri.
2: I, what, to hear people pronounce it, it reminds me of, like, French Omri, which is... Yeah, <laughs> but...
0: but because even, even in my notes, I didn't know how to spell it. Several times I wrote A-W-N-R-E-E. I just wrote it out phonetically. Yeah?
1: He was the sixth king of Israel.
0: Sure. In one of those religions I've heard of.
1: <laughs>
0: Zoroastrian. Well,
1: that's not a religious thing. That was just he was the king of Israel.
0: Sure. But it's in a religious text. Which is based on history, I'm aware.
1: Yes, the Hebrew Bible
0: sure one of those religious texts that's what i said
1: good job um
0: all right so that covers the character's name how do you guys feel about the character here it's
1: kind of dumb
2: i have no feelings one way or the other about most things in this movie
0: (laughs) that okay um so i felt that he is an atypical protagonist for a children's film because in most films the the protagonist is going on an adventure they are trying to do something and being prevented by it whereas Henri seems to have things happen to him he does not leave his home or school except for that one trip to the hardware store It was weird to have a character where a story is just kind of happening to them and they're dealing with it as opposed to them trying to make something happen or wanting to do something and being prevented by it.
1: It reminds me of The Borrowers, but boring.
0: Yeah. So while we're on the subject of Henri, I did like the the actor who was playing him because I feel like the actor did not have to act most of the time. I felt like this is the way that he naturally is, and so he fits this character very well. There are a few sections in the film where I do feel like the actor was trying to act, and he was doing a very poor job of it. Uh, One of which was during the, the scene at school where he has the two figurines and the fanny pack, and Patrick is about to show them to his friends, and he prevents them where Henri has to tell the teacher that they're made of plastic so that he can tell the people in the fanny pack to act like plastic toys, and it goes on far too long. It was really annoying
2: to watch. <clears throat> and I think at one point he talks about plastic with Little Bear. I don't remember them ever telling the cowboy what plastic was. Oh, not at all. So it's, I, I, it's interesting to me that they knew what to do to look like plastic.
0: Yeah. Or I, that I they knew that that Little was Bull- the
2: message he was trying to tell them.
0: <laughs> I almost called him Little Boy. I heard that. I assumed <laughs> Little Bear uh, told him what to do. Uh, the other scene where the actor is acting is the climax of the film where Little Bear has to go into the flu- the, floorboards, uh, the floorboards to retrieve the key. He turns to Patrick and is like, he's supposed to be really stressed out. He's asking Patrick why isn't he coming out? And I feel like the delivery of a lot of his lines when he's trying to act are horrible. When he is just reading the lines as himself, it fits the character perfectly. So I thought the casting of this character was particularly well done, even though the actor cannot act. Yes. I
2: will say that this family is probably about the most 90s family ever. Oh, interesting. Why is that? I don't know. I'm basing oh, it on their good. clothing and haircuts. Good, that's great. <laughs>
1: Because of uh, what's his face, Vincent? Whatever his face is,
2: is that huh? the dad?
1: No, that's the brother. The brother with okay. the with Christ the uh,
2: of, um Brad Skylight? Taylor haircut.
0: Oh, okay. He's
1: from Mad Men and um Angel.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can place him now, but I did not make that connection while watching. It was just to mm, see them with pronounce- with
2: the with the boys with the long parted hair. Okay. Oh, kind the of very look,
0: extreme the v- center very part? very 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long cut.
1: bangs and the extreme center part.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the name on um, Home Improvement? The Elder I just Child, said Brad? said
2: Brad Taylor. Okay. <laughs> Nobody listens to me.
0: I did kind of listen.
2: With uh-huh. his very
1: blue eyes and his very center It's just part. because
2: my voice is so weak because I've been sick.
0: Because of me. <laughs> All right. I did really like his family in that I felt it was very realistic.
2: Yeah, at the one point where he's trying to make Little Bear a wife, and he turns, he brings his friend home and turn and goes to his room and finds out the cupboard is missing, and so he goes to the brother's room immediately because he's like, "Oh, you must have stolen it," and. Then what was it? It was that they, they are like, oh, well, I'll tell you where that is if you go find this other thing for me, which he knew immediately where that was. And I don't know how that never came up either. So I don't know how he knew what where that thing
0: had been. So hidden. I don't know if he was just trying to tick his brother off. <laughs> but at one point in the film, he does specifically take the rat ball and, and hide it.
2: Oh, he did. I, I'm not I sure. I remember him why. kicking it down the hallway because he wanted to get them out of his room. Right. But I don't, I don't remember him hiding it, but I, I guess that could have happened.
0: My only thought is that he wanted to hide the ball so the rat would not wander the home and possibly uh, come into his room where Little Bear was hiding.
2: Because that had already happened
0: once. Right. But the reason I like his family is that, like, the brothers are pretty good brothers. They want to take care of their little brother, even though they understand their little brother is annoying. They uh, try to make his birthday special. Uh, they try to take an interest in what he's doing. Uh, I also liked that the dad in this film, where dads in, in a children film are also often represented as the antagonist or trying to get in the way of what the child is trying to do or something because they're children, and the dad is trying to be overly protective of them or is just a very stern parent, parental figure. The dad in this is very nice, very kind, and he does take the time to sit Henri down and, like, try to talk to him as a person. Uh, Like, when the dad's tools are taken by Henri, he doesn't go off and scream at Henri and punish Henri and ground him. He sits Henri down. He's like, okay, I need those tools to do my work. Why did you take them? Where are they? And Henri explains that he buried them and apparently that means they're unrecoverable (laughs) uh and so he sends Henri to the hardware store with some money he's like okay just go to the store pick me up those tools because i do need them uh and that's the way that you can pay me back for taking them so like the way that the parents are dealing with their child does seem to be very thoughtful and very good parenting I, I may be the only one who had thoughts on this film. <laughs> so
2: I,
1: I kind of I, just died I, I was
2: minute. wondering if Sarah's drugs were kicking in again, and then I saw her face when she looked yeah, up. Yeah, judging at out. her face, they sure are. <laughs> no, they probably are kicking off. kicking off. No, that's not what
1: I want to say. Kicking...
0: Yes. All right. I'm very so tired. Let's, so Let's blast through the rest of the characters in this film. We've talked about Little Bear, we've talked about Honor, we've talked about his family. Do you guys want to move to Boone or Patrick?
2: Um, who was? Oh, Boone, Boone is, is, the ca- is the cowboy, right? What's his
1: name? Right? Um, I think Boone
2: was my favorite character of this movie, which might tell great. you something. He's
1: but... played by David Keith. Who Patrick
0: is also in.
1: He plays the dad in Daredevil. He gets his okay. face beaten <laughs> in. <laughs>
0: Oh God, wait, wait, so which Daredevil, the good Netflix series or No, the, the bad one. Oh, okay. He's fine
1: in it. He's only in the first 15 minutes and he gets his face beaten in. Um, he's He's been in a bunch of stuff.
0: Sure. No, I really liked Boone. He was an atypical cowboy. He's the type of cowboy that would sit by a campfire and sing songs about his lost loves and then uh, get a get a woman for the night and just cry because he just wants somebody to talk to.
1: Wow.
0: Carl really thought out this story. Well, I am Carl's saying admitting is, a
1: little too much about himself. He is
0: not an aggressive cowboy, is my point. And that's the way that yeah, like, well, he's cowboys not like, are normally... He's, he's not, not black spaghetti bart.
2: western cowboy.
0: Right. So he's, he's neither the white knight that rides in and saves a town, nor is he the, the main villain, the black bart of a town.
2: Yeah. Although I mean you get that stereotypical Cowboys versus Indian feel from, from both of them right away. Although from their descriptions, I believe they come from different time periods. I think wasn't uh Little Bear's seventeenth? century 1700s
0: yeah little bear was definitely part of the french and he
2: was uh boone was for uh, 1878 is what he said was his time period (laughs) yes so So, i've got the
0: years here little bear is from 1761 and boone is from 1879 i was close enough
2: (laughs) so i it it's interesting that he immediately knows that Indians are supposed to be his enemy, even though... And and the and then Little Bear knows that cowboys are the enemy, even though they're a hundred years apart.
0: Sarah?
1: At that point, they're fighting the French.
0: Right. Sarah, are you leaning close to your mic? Because I can hear my and Mark's voice in feedback. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, no, it didn't
1: work if you're not talking.
0: Right, right. So, like... I'll lean back. All up, yeah. All I'm saying is your headphones are a bit too close to your microphone. That's all.
1: I was just falling.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> not falling asleep, just falling, just falling down an endless pit.
1: <laughs> I'm in, I'm in this very weird middle state.
0: Oh, all right. so well. Sarah, to to bring you back to the present where we are.
1: No, we're not. We're an eighteen something with a cowboy.
0: 1879. Um... Did you have any thoughts on Boone? Did you like the cowboy?
1: He doesn't get his face punched in in this movie. <laughs> it was fine. He did
0: something he that did happens have in Daredevil, a, as we've discussed. I liked him better
1: than the children.
2: He had the big ridiculous cowboy hat that was too large to be practical. Sure, the ten gallon. Yeah, what I don't know. It was practical. just uh, because because when you first when they first little bear and Boone first encounter each other. They're shooting arrows and, and plastic bullets, I guess, at each other, and he shoots his hat off with an arrow, mm-hmm. so obviously it sticks up above his head for him not to get shot in the head with it. Here's
1: but. my question uh-huh. with the ridiculous hat. Sure. When they come to life, are they wearing the toy clothes or clothes they would wear in real life? Because I assume that the clothes on the toys are not completely realistic to time period.
0: Well, yeah. Like
1: the giant hat.
2: But they're also not plasticky when, when, like, their clothing is not plasticky. So the clothing all must come to life with them.
1: Well, yeah, it comes to life with them, but is it the same design as what's on the toy or is it the clothes that's pulled out of the time loop from wherever they came from? I would I assume think it that it's
0: whatever's on the toy. What's on yeah. the toy? So could but they like, also they like the characters don't mention if the yeah, the clothes don't are go, wrong for the time period? They
1: don't go, hey, this hat is too big for what my real hat. This is not my hat.
0: <laughs> right, I think with the toy magic whatever they're wearing <laughs> where they come to life they're just like nah these are my clothes this is what I wear on a daily basis this is
1: just mine now
2: yeah
0: this, this is, is cool. what history is now
2: but they also don't care at all about what the kids are wearing so Though,
0: uh, there is a so I just want to there's a moment I really enjoyed during that fight scene between Boone and Little Bear when they first come to life where it's the smallest thing, but I thought it was so nice and a very nice touch. What, little Bear shoots an arrow, and he misses because Boone is hiding behind a shoe. But it hits the heel of the shoe, and the heel lights up. Because, of mm, course, Henri yeah. has light-up shoes. I saw that, too. And it's just, it's the nicest little touch in this film. Because there aren't many others. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I So, going back to Boone, I think... He's probably the character that has the most arc in this film because he does come to start a friendship with, the, with Little Bear. Uh, we do start to care for him. And then during a sleepover, uh, they are watching MTV, and Boone is not into MTV uh, because he feels the women are too scantily clad, <laughs> which I thought was a really weird thing for a cowboy to think. But maybe he's a cowboy with a heart of gold. But then they switch over the channel to what I called the Native American Murder Channel. Uh, It just happens to be like this old Western where Indians are getting shot left and right. And Boone is very into this. And Little Bear is very upset because of course he is. And Little Bear is getting too into it and pulling out his bow and arrow. And then he shoots Boone right in the chest. It was a weird turd. I mean, I guess that's where the movie had to go with their friendship coming to uh, coming to blows. But I did like how Boone did not hold it against Little Bear at all. Like, he understood immediately, he didn't mean to shoot me, I'm not going to be mad at him. So, I
2: I'm, I'm, didn't think of this earlier with the old man and his heart attack, but these toys that come to life apparently... When, when they come to life, they also come to life with full internal organs and blood oh, yeah. and, and circulatory system and everything. Because otherwise, getting shot with an arrow from another toy would not really hurt you at all because you're just a hunk
0: of plastic. Right. I thought about this too, where if the toy is hollow in any way, like if you had a plastic apple... That is just supposed to sit in a fruit bowl. It's just plastic on the outside. It looks very good, but it's hollow on the inside. You put it in this thing, it would become a real apple that you could eat. So, like, anything, it's in addition to bringing things to life, it's also filling them with matter.
1: (laughs) But if we're going to the thing where it's not necessarily bringing them to life, it's just bringing their spirit. Spirit through time? Sure. That it's not creating something, it's just moving something.
0: But their spirit would not have a heart or lungs but it's or like arteries or veins or pulling, blood.
1: Pulling their body through a time portal and making them small. It made sense for me in my head for a second, and then I lost it. This All is right. very complicated. This cupboard is very complicated.
0: Yeah, this cupboard is amazing in everything that it can do. But,
1: like, it, can it do an apple? Does it, like,
0: I think bring so. an
1: apple from the past? Like, how old is that apple? Where's that apple from?
0: I think it can, because it, it does do a teepee. Little Bear doesn't use the teepee, but it does transform the plastic of the teepee into, like, animal skins. That's true. Well I don't that's
2: where my question was earlier was there are so many possibilities with this cupboard, and all he uses it for is for his one toy that he brings to life well
0: that's that's where it gets to the end of the film is he has a real crisis about treating human beings this way
1: he wants to stop playing civilization
0: yeah, he wants to stop being a god because he doesn't feel that he has a right to the power. He doesn't have the right to bring people out of their time and possibly kill them and present them or bring them into a world where they are in like two inches tall and the rest of the world is too big for them. He says this after bringing
2: bringing a knight to life and stealing his axe and then throwing him across the room.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Well, (laughs) he did did turn the knight back to plastic before throwing him across the room. Yes, but
2: still... He's he like, no "Oh, these anymore. are real people. You have to respect their lives and know that and not use them like that is what he's it's yelling only, at Patrick about. And then he just chucks a knife across the room. It's only real person
1: when they're alive cuz afterwards then they're just an empty vessel. <sighs> See, it's very complicated. There's all sorts of moral issues with this movie that I don't like.
0: Right. Well, that brings us to my discussion of of Patrick. Now, Patrick is Henri's best friend, I assume. Uh, and they're best friends in the way that kids are, where they, they like each other, but they also kind of fight all the time. Um, and I think Patrick treats the toys the way that a normal kid would. Uh, In that he wants to bring all of his toys to life or he wants to have the most little figures uh, because it's a rare thing that only his friend has. And he wants to use it to his advantage to show everyone and brag about, hey, look, I turned my toy to life. Isn't this great? He can do things. He wants to create basically a zoo of toys to brag about and show everyone. Did he say that? No, but like (laughs) I get the sense. (laughs) <laughs> that he does have the fanny pack where they go to school that has Boone and Little Bear in it when they are alive. Uh, and he starts to gather people around as if he has a secret. And he says, hey, you should you should see what's in my fanny pack. So, yeah. like, he's trying to brag about these people, and that's where Omri gets really upset. It's just, no, they're people. You can't treat them like that.
2: yeah. I have nothing to add to that conversation except that I agree.
0: So. so, I think I think Patrick approaches the cupboard much in the way that I might have at his age, whereas Henri has a real adult sensibility about it, having spent a lot of time with little bear well i think it's because
2: of little bear because he commented on it several times about him bringing people to life and sending them away and he shouldn't use this power if
0: he doesn't understand it and yeah and i think the turning point is the mohawk man the old man that dies immediately
1: as opposed to the mohawk boy who beats him up in the alley
0: right (laughs) uh who should have died um (laughs) carl wants to kill little children apparently so I like in that moment that, like, Henri wanted to turn the man back to plastic because he didn't want to deal with having killed someone. But Little Bear was basically told him, no, you have to respect the life that you took, and we have to put him in the ground and give him the right send-off into the afterlife. You can't just close the cupboard... Uh, when, because you don't want to deal with this. You cause something, you have to deal with the effect. So, as much as, like, I had some problems with this film, I do feel like Frank Oz has presented really interesting moral quandaries. And he has presented characters that explore those moral quandaries within this film.
2: Yes, I think there there were points of the film that I could tell what it was trying to do and where, like it, how it's trying to teach people about these moral issues. But I, as you may have be able to tell from some of my other comments, it was not one of my favorites. So I didn't really get that emotionally involved and really, I guess I didn't get sucked into it enough to really feel those issues coming out as strongly as they probably hoped. Which may also have been reflected by <laughs> i happened while i was looking through some things for this and taking notes that the worldwide box office for this was 10 million dollars below what their budget was uh-huh. <laughs> so it, if you have not heard of this movie <laughs> and that might be part of the reason but i don't i don't think it was even cuz uh, cuz the worldwide gross income from it was the same as the u.s income so i don't think it was released anywhere outside of the u.s
0: so i can definitely understand that because it is presented as a children's film and for a children's film like they don't really do a whole lot they don't get into a lot of trouble they don't really go on an adventure anywhere the major places that they visit are school and home something that is very familiar to a child and children's movies are normally like okay let's go to amazing world or let's go to a different planet and see what magical fantasy trouble we can get into and like this is, is very uh, excuse the pun but small scale <laughs>
2: Boo. And so, like,
0: it's not even like Honey I Shrunk the Kids, where the kids are getting shrunk down, and they're in danger. It's all exploring the danger that other people are in that aren't the protagonist.
2: I guess when I saw the the numbers, I was not incredibly surprised because because <laughs> I didn't enjoy it that much anyway, and I know that I didn't see it when it came out. At I that own point, this on so.
1: VHS.
0: I'm pretty sure I did too.
1: It was it. I remember the box looked really cool. Mm-hmm. I do not remember watching it more than once on VHS. I think I just got it because I had the books and I thought I thought the box looked cool.
0: <laughs> the box does look very cool, uh, so but gold. there's a considerably less amount of actual lighting effects in this movie than the box would suggest.
2: And that's where I think that's probably why their budget was so high was more the special designing effects. the box. No, well that too, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. Because because trying to show full scale men being able to fit in the palm of somebody's hand, they had to do a lot of green screen probably. And so I think mine
1: was like a special one where it came with a key.
2: Ooh,
1: like I'll I'll send you guys the picture, but it had like. Where the VHS came together, it had a little keyhole with a key.
0: And you it looked know, like I the VHS I, looked
1: like the cupboard.
0: I think I had the same one. Because you mentioning that, like, I can picture it very clearly in my mind.
1: Yeah, I will send this to you guys. because, And I thought it was super cool, and I just never watched the movie.
0: I don't remember the key, though. So I wonder if my copy was just handed down from relatives or whatever. Anyway, so... We've discussed characters. I think where I fell off with the film is probably the climax of the film, uh, which is the sleepover where Patrick comes to spend the night uh, and they hang out with their respective toys that have come to life. This is where we get the MTV and this is where um, Boone gets shot. Uh, but at the same time, they've lost the key, and so they can't send the toys back, uh, and they can't bring the medic to life to save
2: Boone. They did bring the medic back. The World War One medic guy came back and fixed him, but he didn't have the right equipment to completely fix it whatever and said he had to go see an actual doctor or a hospital or something he
0: had to go back to his his own time so that was after they they got the key the climax of this film is them discovering the key has been in the floorboards but oh boy there's a rat in the room under the floorboards and so they have to send little bear on a dangerous mission and into the, the floorboards to recover the key, but oh no, there's a giant rat down there. Is he gonna be okay? Is he gonna be safe? And the reason that this climax doesn't really work is you don't see any of it. Exactly. The camera stays with Patrick and Henri looking at this hole in the floor while they hear things like they hear the rat they hear little bear and they wonder oh is little bear going to be okay is he going to be able to recover the key if we don't get the key we can't save Boone." and just like it would have been far more exciting if we saw the action sequence that we're hearing and so like for a movie that presents really interesting moral quandaries, they become. it tries to become an action film at the end, but without showing any of the action.
2: Besides that, I don't understand. For part of this movie, Little Bear was angry at Omri because the way that he was treating life and the power that he had. And then, I mean, they have a little coming together when Omri uh, buries the dead old guy outside and and little bear sees that and starts to respect him a little bit more i guess but they get to this point and he was all upset about the fact that he had shot the guy and he was mad that he had that that they were watching the show shooting indians but then he volunteers to go down the hole anyway after he had just chastised Henri for bringing people to life again, and you said you weren't going to do that, and this is why you shouldn't. It's weird because he keeps going back and forth, like he's mad at them, but then he's willing to go on this dangerous mission to help them out.
0: So, my explanation of that, which, which could be wrong, is one, he was mad with Henri for bringing things to life, but Henri does not bring Boon to life, Patrick does. And it's against Henri's wishes.
2: Yeah, but Little Bear still yelled at him for it.
0: Correct. <laughs> uh, and then he goes on the dangerous mission because he's the one who shot Boone. And he understands this is the only way he can do right by the new friend he made is by retrieving the key. And he also understands this is the only way that he will get to go home. Because they've the kids have explained to the little men, uh, we don't have the magic anymore, we can't send you home, you're here forever now. So the key represents them getting home as well as saving Boone's life.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things about this movie that didn't make sense to me. (laughs) Like, again, the whole backing way up, if you're bringing... The thing to life and then you understand that he, once you learn that he had his own life and you start talking to him about it and he tells you multiple times that he wants to go back why do you keep him here and not allow him to go back
0: because he's a child and then
2: suddenly at the end it's like oh i've been wanting to send you back and now i can and you really should be back with your normal life and it's like well duh that was the whole thing
0: i just took it that Henri is a child Uh, and Henri, I think even when he brought Little Bear to life the first time, he, um, he turned the cabin again, and Henri, or, no, Little Bear went back to plastic, and he was very disappointed, because he took it to mean that the magic wasn't real, even though he thought it was. And then when he turned the key a third time, Little Bear comes to life again. And so he wanted to spend some time with Little Bear, and he has the little kid mentality of, yeah, I know I need to send you back eventually, but I we'll put that off. We'll we'll get Except to it.
2: Just fifteen minutes ago you were talking about how he has the more adult
0: sentimentality than Patrick does.
2: Yeah, so. <laughs> after
0: he murders someone, Mark. After he has to bury an old man in uh. his yard. The other thing that uh didn't make sense to me right. was I just came um, back to
1: life for burying an old man in his yard.
0: <laughs> uh The other thing that didn't make sense to me is he's trying to hide bringing the toy to life from his parents and his brothers and basically the entire world. Uh, And then in his school writing assignment, he's writing about bringing his toy to life, which is how Patrick figures out that it has actually worked.
2: Well, and then, of course, his teacher is like, oh, that's really interesting. You're very creative.
0: Yeah, what a but great imagination.
2: Everybody else is sitting around writing stories about, like, real historical figures. And he's just like, hey, here's this little Indian that I put in a cupboard and brought to life.
0: Yeah, I mm, I don't know what the... It never goes into what those stories or reports are about. Cause yeah, yeah. My sense is each week they have to write another paragraph, and then they sit down in a circle and they read the paragraph that they wrote for that week.
2: I guess I was under the impression that it was some kind of history report or something, because the other guy was doing something about JFK, the Uh the other one that we hear a few times, but... I don't know. They don't really ever talk about because they just say, OK, let's read now or something. And everybody b- gets out their books and starts reading what they have written. So, yeah, it never really gets into why they have these books.
0: Yeah, it's entirely unclear. But it does seem that Henri is cheating at the assignment where he's not making anything up and not doing any research. He's just getting information from Little Bear and regurgitating it for his class.
2: Yep. But, hey, if it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Though I did like the teacher who, um, took Henri aside, and this is a scene where he's about to get mad at Patrick. I liked the teacher where he took Henri, it's like, oh, you're writing about the Iroquois Indians. That's, it's interesting that someone your age would be interested in Native American culture, uh, would you like to know more i can share more facts with you so like he's taking an interest in his students and trying to provide them with more information in the topic that they are already interested in uh and i just thought that was a really nice character design mm-hmm.
2: like as a teacher he is actually a good teacher
0: <laughs> yes so uh there are parts of this movie i really enjoy uh which we will probably get more into in our reviews but I think we've covered the climax, we've covered the characters. Are there any more notes you guys have before going on to games?
2: I mean, you didn't really talk about the ending, but... Please, go ahead. So we talked about the climax, they do get the key back, surprise... And this was at the point that after, well, they already had, they got the medic and kind of healed Boone, but he said he needed an actual doctor still in order to get back to full health, but then they were going to bring the Indian wife to life at this point, and Little Bear says no, and then it's at that point that he finally decides to send them all back. So, what's interesting to me, if they had already decided they were going to send them back because Boone needed to go home, so if he had brought the Native American woman to life for one night and then sent them all back, where would, like, <laughs> what, like, they would have been a thing and then they would have gone back to their respective lives and maybe not even have known each other?
0: Yeah, I don't think Henri really thought that through.
2: And, and now, so now at this point, if they go back to whatever lives they already have, do they remember this dream that they had? And they I remember so. the cowboy and then Boone remembers the Indian and they have changed their lives or something? Here's
0: here's why. It's because the, the one character that we see turned into real life and then back and then back again is the medic. And when the medic comes alive again, he does remember Henri. He remembers the very vivid dream, quote-unquote, that he had before. Uh, and he remembers, because uh, he asked about the Native American that he healed before. He's like, oh, am I healing him again? So yes, they do have some memory of their time with Henri.
2: So, it, it's in, I, again, a sequel idea is to see what these people do when they get back to their normal lives as whatever their life was when they were a toy. <laughs> Because, like, now what happens if they, they have this memory of being with right. him, but they go back to their normal lives and have to try to live whatever their normal life was? I don't know. I feel like that would be weird to go back and forth between that. But Oh,
0: for certain. I'm curious whether, they're, whether they age at all in their time with uh. Henri. So, like, if they spent five years with Henri and they went back, would have aged those five years in their own time.
2: But now that they're back as toys, would. So exactly. that's the thing. Because the toy wouldn't change. They have life as a toy right. that they are experiencing, but the toy doesn't get older. It's still just a hunk of plastic.
0: Though, ooh. Though there was the implication that Boone would go back with his wound and need to see a doctor. Yes. Yeah, so obviously their bodies can change with Henri, even though the plastic toy may not have changed that they turn into. <sighs>
2: Too confusing.
0: I know. But anyway, yes, you here. get
2: to that point, and he shoves him back in the box, and it's supposed to be very emotional, and he cries about losing his Native American friend and all that, and I think... I had mentioned to a friend that we were doing this movie for this episode and they said oh that's supposed to be really sad isn't it what did you think and I was like well it's supposed to be sad (laughs) I remember even from reading the book in school that I think that I remember there being a sad part towards the end of it but I just had. I don't know I was not emotionally connected to anyone in this movie really so when did they get to this part and they're all crying about saying goodbye and I was just like okay it's over <laughs> I, I don't know it didn't really matter to me.
0: I was uh, watching it I connected with Omri uh, because uh, he is the protagonist he has the most to do and he does have a change of heart on how he treats his toys and he does care about the toys that he brings to life. I did not like Patrick in the slightest because Patrick goes behind his friend back and brings someone to life that he really shouldn't have. And then he's kind of a part of the adventure now. And he was not a good actor. <laughs> yeah, I did really like uh, the relationship between Little Bear and Henri. And so I did care when he had to say goodbye to his toys the last time. I thought the the very end... Had have seen those a bit out of place where Henri imagines what it would be like in the field with Little Bear and we see uh-huh. him in the forest with Little Bear at full size and, like, putting his arm on Henri and just, like, that doesn't belong here. Uh, he's a little toy. He's not a real man. It don't imagine a weird. real man.
2: I don't know what... I I think it was because they had this whole talk about oh well you're about the right age as my nephew so so you would you would be out in the woods hunting with me and become a real man and etc so uh,
0: sorry Sarah you you said I should snap at you uh, if I thought you sorry. were being a zombie. <laughs>
1: I don't know, I watched this movie on a lot of cold medicine.
0: Okay, how was that experience?
1: Uh, Not as entertaining as you would think, just kind of sleepy.
0: Okay. So my, my final note before we go on to games, there's this really nice touch that goes throughout the film where... Henri has a, a sense of a barter system with his toys because he picks up Indian figurines from what I assume is a school diorama uh, something that any student can come by and nobody's watching apparently but every time he takes an Indian figurine from it he replaces it with one of his own toys that he is willing to sacrifice for the trade um, and so if this continued the diorama would just become this... <laughs> really strange hodgepodge of all the figurines or action figures that Henri owns. And I just wanted to see what it would end up as.
2: That would be interesting. Well, and so a final note from me, which has nothing to do with really the movie itself. Sure. Is there were several points throughout the film when I'm hearing little musical things in the background and I'm like, this sounds so familiar, but I can't figure out why. Why? So I had to go look up the guy who composed the music. Turns out he also did the music for many other movies, but the most, I guess, to me that would stand out were Last of the Mohicans Ah. and also Gettysburg, which were right around the same time period. So that's why the music would sound similar. But Gettysburg, my family was big into... Civil War history for a few years. So a lot of those Civil War type movies we watched a lot, and I could hear some of the same music in this one. But also, Last of the Mohicans just kind of made me chuckle because it's another Native American movie with the same composer writing the music uh-huh. for it. So,
0: Yeah, you seemed shocked there that a I... A composer for a film would have composed music for lots of films.
2: No, I just it was just interesting to me that that there were many films that I knew of, I guess, uh, because okay. it, I if you may have noticed from some of our past episodes, I do focus on the music a lot of times because oh, yeah. that's something that I enjoy in the movies and I think it adds to the emotional effect, emotional impact, I guess. And It was one, when I looked it up, it was some guy I didn't recognize. I kind of, the name sounded familiar, but I didn't recognize it as one of, like, the big names that you might think of for films. And then when I found out, like, so many other ones were movies that I had seen, I was like, oh, maybe that's why I recognize him. It's just strange that it didn't stand
0: out to me as someone that I knew right away. Oh, I just noticed my final final note here, (laughs) uh, which is before putting Little Bear back in the cupboard the final time, Little Bear asks about the fate of his people. Yeah. And Henri tells him. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe not.
0: Spoiler alert. Your people die out. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm like, uh, maybe again, because he's a kid. I don't know. Because yeah. in a lot of other movies, you would think you would lie to them. It's like, yeah, oh, exactly. hey, goodbye. You know, you're it will be fine. But
0: Right. And like, he... If he was listening to his teacher, it could have been like, well, yes, your people die out, but their concepts live on in our government, which is true. But like, no, just like, nah, you're not around anymore. Enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't –
2: yeah. yeah. I, to go back to your life with that in your head, I wonder Right, what, exactly.
0: Yeah. D- well, if he goes back and he strictly believes never trust a white man – Just like that. He's going to be better off for that. Uh. Anyway, uh, that's all I had. Let's go on to games. (laughs) Our first game is the pitch game, a game in which we throw together two or more properties in the form it's this meets this to describe this film. So I'm going to start us off here trying to describe in The Indian in the Cupboard. I couldn't remember the title, but The Indian in the Cupboard in terms of other things. So, <clears throat> since this is a film where a child's toys come to life and choose to pretend to be toys around some people but are active and attack a child at one point... And, a film based on a book featuring Native American combatants of the French and Indian War, where a white male is adopted into a tribe as a child, and the main character pleads for his companions to be treated like human beings. Also a very tragic Native American death scene. Small Soldiers. Incorrect. I
1: was going with Toy
0: Story. Toy Story is correct. Last of the Mohicans. That's correct. It's Toy Story meets Last of the Mohicans. I've
1: never seen Last of the Mohicans. Well,
0: I'm glad I didn't spoil that Spoiler Neither have I. Sorry, what?
1: Daniel Day-Lewis.
0: What? What? What?
1: I don't actually think I've seen that many Daniel Day-Lewis movies. I know he's like the greatest actor of the generation, but...
0: Yeah, he's pretty good, but he is a, he's mostly in dramas. If you don't like I saw dramas, the you wouldn't have seen him. All
2: right, Mark, go ahead. Now I have to decide what order to put them in. Actually, I mm-hmm. already put them in an order, but based on so yours, I. I have to decide a different... No. Uh, uh-huh. It's
1: Toy Story and Last of the Mohicans.
2: Oh, yeah. No. No, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, because the movie features a mystical box, um, which... With the, with the help of this box, two friends use historical figures to help them with their schoolwork. And a movie where toys come to life, fight amongst themselves. There are toy deaths, and they are only noticed/slash believed to be alive by children. Uh, one toy in particular is special to the main human child. All right.
1: So Magic box. The first oh, one is
2: Bill, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted,
1: yeah. Excellent. I of it just now. Which Sarah I think still
2: has my DVD.
1: Sorry. Um, I had to think of a, I was starting to think of a small box, and then I went, bigger box. Um, and hmm. so the second one is either, I'm going to go with small soldiers
2: because I thought Carl stole it from me oh, right I away. See. So
0: I'm pretty sure they attack adults at some point in that film. They I do, wrong. but they also They're attack in. children. So that's yeah. true. All right. My next What's one. Name here.
1: Everwood's in that.
0: <laughs> that's true. Um, <clears throat> A film about inanimate representations of people coming to life thanks to a magical piece of metal, featuring a Native American, a miniature cowboy, and a military man coming to life with a cameo from a tiny Steve Coogan. Also, a coming-of-age story featuring a timorous young man who is very awkward around adults who ends up getting into trouble trying to do right by his friends... And who comes to learn some history he didn't know before, also featuring a classic sleepover scene.
1: Well, the first one's Night at the Museum. Correct. Because I know which movie has a tiny Steve Coogan.
0: Yep, it's just these two films.
1: <laughs> um, does he get shot in and in, injured in that one, or is it Owen Wilson that gets injured in that?
0: I don't recall. Owen Wilson isn't even credited in that film. What? Yeah, right? He has,
2: like, lots of lines, doesn't he? Or is that the second one?
0: That m- no, the second all- one is where he starts to get credited, yeah.
1: But, he, yeah, he's pretty big in all of them. Anyway, what was the second one again? Timorous uh, boy.
0: Commerce. Uh, coming timorous. of age story. Timorous young man, awkward around adults, uh, learns some history he didn't know before. Man of the house. Classic sleepover scene. <laughs> <laughs> man, man
2: of the house. No. No, it has all of those things.
1: Uh, Smart house. <laughs>
0: Jonathan Taylor Thomas is not Timorous. Uh, the but his man- friend is. He's. You're right. Um, this the Timorous man is the protagonist of the film. I mm-hmm. should have said. Um,
1: what about Bob?
0: Uh, let's see. Um, Sorry, I
1: was just doing other Frank Oz movies.
0: Oh, What About Bob's great.
1: I hate um, What About Bob. It makes me very angry. So
0: the history he didn't know before is about sports. Hoosiers. No, it's a child <laughs> film.
1: Oh, The Tiny Puppy's out now.
0: <laughs> All right, Sarah's oh, gone, everybody. The
1: Jersey, that Disney TV show where they put um, on a jersey and get transported into whatever to be the player of whatever jersey. The game.
0: Jersey? Are you talking about the Jersey?
1: The Jersey, the yeah. Disney no, TV show. No, I know show. what you're talking
0: about. Uh, let's see. There, uh, this may this will definitely give it away, but the, uh, the and sleepover you know, the, the, scene includes- Air Bud. Eating, uh, s'mores. That gives it away? It should.
1: Have I seen this movie?
0: <laughs> Probably. It's very famous. Very famous
1: sports?
0: Very
2: famous.
1: Learns about sports. Timorous man.
0: Timorous boy.
1: Boy. Damn Yankees.
0: Close, but no. It's the right sport, at least.
1: Angels in the outfield. They just that just kind painful. of fit.
0: Fa- I don't know if they have a sleepover scene. Um, uh, well. All right. Does... Does the word "forever" mean anything to anybody?
1: Superman. Nope. No.
2: Um, it does, but is it not? They have a sleepover. No. Is it the Sandlot? Sandlot? It is the Sandlot. They have have a sleepover sleepover
0: in the treehouse. And you're. uh, Do you want a s'more? Do I want s'more of what?
1: It's been a while since I've seen the Sandlot.
0: You're killing me, Smalls. Exactly. (laughs) Anywho. You could have just said that Uh, to us, and we still wouldn't have gotten it. Oh, I know. This was the biggest stretch, because this movie is just basically the Night at the Museum, except for the Night at the Museum is a bigger box. Uh, And so I just, I found a film that is the biggest stretch, because Night at the Museum ticked all the boxes of what this film is.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Well, I've got kind of a stretch on mine, too, so we'll see if you follow because it's a movie with toys that come to life. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> they have boy. their own lives when humans are not around. Toys can even feel emotions, like laughter, sadness, anger, and jealousy. Features a cowboy fighting with another toy. Siblings and friends who steal the main character's toys. Uh And it's a movie where a historical figure awakens in the modern day 90s. <laughs> 90s? Modern day. Uh-huh goes to school with his new pals, learns modern culture while teaching his ways and improving the lives of modern children. Oh,
0: boy, oh. that second one sounds familiar.
1: That one with Brendan Fraser where he's a caveman.
0: Oh, golly, what is that one called? I know what you're talking about. I want to say Blaster of the Past, but that's no, a that's different he... Brendan Fraser movie. Brendan? Yeah. Brendan <laughs> Brenda Fraser. <laughs>
1: it's something man.
0: What? It's Some... Not in Encino Man. man. Yes. Yeah, it
1: is Encino Man. <laughs>
0: Okay, the first one's Toy Story. Oh, how did you guess? I know! <laughs> All right, my final one here.
1: Wait, was it actually in Xenoman?
0: Yes. Yes, it was. You nailed it in one. All right, my final one here. A property featuring a young boy playing alone with his toys where they come to life and have some adventures without him, featuring scenes with the boy in the woods with his new friends, his friends going on a hunt, and some depressing moments. And a film featuring an actual Native American teaching a Caucasian male about his tribe, making him unlearn much he thought was true. Over the course of the film, the Caucasian is accepted into the Native American tribe, but bids his friends goodbye as it would be wrong to stay.
1: That really one questionable episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh,
0: yes. Zach finds
1: out he's part Native American (laughs) and goes to class wearing the headdress. Um, and then he finds out his Native American friend died.
2: The first cool. one is... That's what uh, happens when you uh, make friends
1: the, with an old man in a sitcom. I have no idea
2: what you're talking about because I don't remember anything about Saved by the Bell. Someone but, will remember that episode. Except that Zack was terrible, right? And, well, yes. and he could freeze time. <laughs> um. So the first one, I think, is The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Correct. <laughs> the Many Adventures you, of Winnie the I Pooh. I know you...
0: you i know you knew
2: that (laughs) um the uh what the second one was about native american tribes and
0: accepting man of the house no honestly name a name a movie featuring a lot of native americans
1: dances with wolves
0: correct the last
2: samurai that is
0: not you're thinking the last of the mohicans which i already did (laughs) yep yeah no you nailed it it's dancing with wolves I more or less looked up what's films with Native Americans in it. And boy, howdy, I found Dances with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans.
1: Oh, not Into the West? Wait, I think that was a miniseries. Yeah,
0: that, Mm -hmm. that was a good book, though. I think I have it still. Alrighty. Our second game is alternate taglines, a phrase you would see in the movie posted for the film, which describes the theme of the film accurately, though possibly misses the point. Attentive viewers may have figured out, and by viewers I mean listeners, that Sarah is no longer with us. She was feeling (laughs) particularly bad, and she has left us, though she'll be back for our reviews later this episode.
2: I'm not sure if that's the best way to word that. (laughs) Sarah is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, she she has passed on into another state of being, uh, sleeping. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to start us off again with the, uh, the taglines for The Indian in the Cupboard. My taglines this time are less about the themes and more about the thoughts that I had recurring throughout the film. Uh, the first one being the number one thought I get every time I see the movie uh, poster for this film, which is simply, mm-mm, the Indian in the Cupboard. That's how you spell cupboard? What? <laughs> How yeah, would that's, you spell Yeah, that is it? the immediate thought I have every time I see this, the title for this film. How how did you spell it? Like Old Mother Hubbard.
2: Oh, man. The Dubuque public school system fails again.
0: No, like... Oh,
2: wait, were you in Delaware when you were I that? Probably,
0: uh, but it was like, it's spelled cup board, but we don't yes. pronounce it that way.
2: Well, we should start, just so right. Carl can understand it better. Go ahead, Mark. All right. Uh, I have Indian in the Cupboard, The Children's Guide to Playing God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Uh, So my next one is the... um, Actually, a theme of the film. I think part of what this film is trying to do is, like, the toys are kind of uh, trying to... mm, They're learning to treat the toys like adults should learn to treat children...
2: Yeah, well, I think at some point he treats it, well, he even talks about how he used to think it was like a baby, but then he realizes it's a, he's a grown man
0: and should not be treated that way or something. Right. So, like, the theme of this is uh, the theme that adults should learn about children as well. So it's the Indian in the cupboard, tiny humans are people too! <laughs> Hmm. So do you
2: have like five of these now?
0: Oh, I I have one more. I forgot you well, only had one. I
2: could do, uh, you know, the official one because there's only one official tagline.
0: Go ahead. Mark, give us the real one released with this movie.
2: Indian in the... Oh, The Indian in the Cupboard. Adventure comes to life.
0: Ooh, that could literally apply to any film. It's true. <laughs> or just like any movie based on a book. Uh, or any adventure movie absolutely all right my final one was the the number one thought i had watching this film it came up time and time again it was the indian in the cupboard boy this kid is great when he's not acting
2: uh now i know why you brought that up so many times yeah, don't give away you my just, secrets. You just had to set it up for your games. I yeah, see how Yeah, I always
0: establish a precedent for the things that I'm going to say later in the episode, Mark.
2: Uh-huh. But shh,
0: don't give away my secrets. Anyway, uh, let's go on to our final game, which is the TV Guide Game. It is a description of the plot of the film you would find in a TV Guide or Netflix description that is accurate to the plot, though perhaps misses the point. All right, so my first one here is, an Iroquois Native American's pursuit for a second wife never comes to fruition, as he slowly loses faith that his god is real, and a crying cowboy has a change of heart just before getting shot in the chest. Oh, and a beloved rat gets mistreated the entire film. Ratatouille? Yep, that's the one. All right, Mark, go
2: ahead. This might be the longest guide one I've ever written. Oh, I've got a a long one coming up as well. Yours are usually pretty lengthy. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so my first one. When a child receives a cupboard for his birthday, he discovers his grandmother had a key that fits the lock perfectly. After turning the key, brings his toys to life, he realizes it has magical properties and that his grandma was a witch. Ooh. Except, apparently through the sequel books, you realize that it was actually like a great, 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 great aunt or something. Sure, but
0: (laughs) but definitely a witch. Alright, my last one here... For his birthday, a young boy is given the most amazing piece of technology that has ever existed. A device that can both transform matter and imbue inanimate objects with life, consciousness, and personality. Over the course of the film, the child decides not to share his wonderful and unique gift with the world and instead to keep it for himself and just never use it again.
2: Yes, that was something I wondered about too. Mm-hmm. Now that he decides it's not right to do this, what does he do with the cupboard?
0: Uh, he just keeps it and never locks it.
2: Or never unlocks it. Alright, my second and final guide. A magical cupboard brings toys to life, leading to a Texas cowboy being introduced to an Iroquois Indian. And how?
0: Oh.
2: There always has to be one terrible oh. one, just for
0: that. And just because just Sarah isn't here... Oh. Maybe she'll listen. I doubt it. But she, No, no, she ne- she never listens. That's a Garrett goddamn. Yeah. Team. Anyway, um <clears throat> our first scale is the infamous potato scale where we will tell you guys what to expect in terms of the emotional states of this film by our associations with potatoes. So, our of, our, our. I'm sorry, I got interrupted by a giant sneeze there, Mark, and maybe I lost my train of thought. It was a cough. I didn't
1: sneeze.
0: Anyway. uh, Anyway. So, while I look up the scale, why don't you guys (laughs) tell me uh, what what Indian in the cupboard is in terms of potatoes? Yes. We
1: actually do have a hash brown, and it's not what I want, so I have to relook.
2: Oh, no. So, I, as we have discussed several times... There were some points in the movie that were enjoyable and other parts that were not so much. And it was definitely not one of my favorites that we have watched. Um, And overall, like I said, I didn't really connect to anyone in the film so much. I liked Boone as a character, but even when he got shot, it wasn't like, oh no, uh, if he dies, I'm going to be so sad about this movie. So, (laughs) I kind of had uh, we have a raw potato which is just that it's a bland film but we also have potato skins that it has it not enough there it has moments but ultimately disappointing so i put
0: raw potato skins oh boy i can't wait to not eat that
1: (laughs) i needed a potato that's just it's fine but i don't know what potato would be considered it's fine
0: sure um what restaurant has fine fries cuz they got several restaurants out here it could just be one of those hmm uh, So i was thinking a long term uh, along the lines Of uh, probably Potato Skins as well. There are definitely things that I really like about this film. There's really nice notes. There are really caring adult characters. Uh, The guy playing Henri is really great when he's not acting. And so Potato Skins definitely fits. uh, Because it it does go in fits and starts. The other one I was thinking of is uh, an oven baked potato which we have as a, it takes too long to get started. What I feel like is this film takes a long time periods in between the good parts is how I'm interpreting that. So there's, there's few good parts and then it takes a really long time to get to the next part. And so it doesn't feel like a good continuous good movie. There's some really good ideas and then it just, Oh boy, it takes, takes a while. Um, the other one I considered is maybe Vodka, though we have that for Only for Adults. It's not that this film does, has adult content in it, it's just that I don't think kids would be very interested in this film.
2: (laughs) Which is funny because you kept saying that it's a kids movie.
0: Oh, it is. It was released for children, and it is about a child. Uh, but I don't know if Kids of Today would be entertained by this film. Uh, so... What, uh, putting that all together, what do I have? I have an abomination. vodka, vodka <laughs> made of oven-baked potato skins.
1: Yeah, an abomination.
0: Yeah, That's it's an abomination. gross.
1: I guess potato skins, not enough there. Like, it was fine, but nothing really made me want to feel Yay. an emotion. Is this
2: the first <laughs> time we've all had the same potatoes?
1: Nothing Oh, made wait, Carl me w- didn't no. say
2: potato skins. Dang no, it. No, I did.
1: It was one of his, but like, nothing really wanted to break me out of that cold medicine stupor. (laughs) <laughs> to really, really feel anything, but it like it didn't make me angry, except for trying to figure out the logistics of the cupboard, and I still don't like. In the category of boring fine movies, it still comes out ahead of Man of the House. Yeah,
0: I knew that's were, my I knew you were gonna say that.
1: That's my scale for boring terrible movies. Like not like there's movies that are just like nonsense bad, like the Kangaroo movie, but for just like nothing interesting happens boring movies, man of the house is the scale. And this beats that. So uh, it's
2: still just, I it's, it's fine. funny, it's funny because I went through the numbers specifically before we started to try to find where I could rank this. And I was trying to find which ones I think it's better than, which ones worse than. And I think Man of the House would be better than this one.
1: But I had to it took me three days to watch Man of the House is my ah. problem. It was so boring.
0: All right, so you're going with potato skins. Any else?
1: I'm just going to do that. Ooh, I'd love some potato skins right now, though.
0: All righty, so let's go on to our rewatchability scale, a scale from zero to ten, telling our audience should they go back and watch this film. I have a sense that my rating might be a little bit above your two, uh, but why don't you guys go ahead? So what is Indian in the Cupboard, and where does it fit on the scale?
1: I feel like I should maybe watch this again at some point when I'm in a...
0: Not in a stupor?
1: Not in a stupor. (laughs) Um, But for the moment, I'm going to give it a six and a half.
2: Oof. Wow. It is
1: fine. Okay. But remember, this is a new scale six and a half and not the scale that gave Man of the House a five.
2: So, that's interesting. I... Like I said, looked through my ratings for other movies, and and as I was going through, I said, well, I gave this movie this number, and I liked it better. I gave this movie this number, and I didn't like it as much. And based on that, I ended up around a four. I, I could go a little bit lower than that, but I think I would still be at a four for
0: this okay. movie. Well, I'm not drastically off from Sarah, I guess, though I I am definitely higher than Mark is. I, I think I've expressed, like, the ideas that this film presents are interesting, and it's a good film to start conversations. It is a good film in that it tries to teach kids about actual Native American life in a somewhat interesting way without it being a full documentary or without making the setting a Native American tribe. Uh, and so I, I gave it a point for trying to do something like that. I thought that the, the casting for Henri was on point because I liked him as long as he wasn't acting. Uh, but ultimately, the film... Is a little disappointing in that the climax of the film is not great. Uh, some of the characters are really annoying. Um, and so I took away some points and I ended up at a seven. Mm. So slightly above seven. That's Sarah, worth
2: taking away points? Yeah. I ended Ugh. up at a
0: seven. I think. I. After so- the ones that I watched, I did enjoy watching this because maybe it spoke to me because i had a real connection with my action figures as a kid and like i remember watching this yeah, but movie this is as not a kid toy story i'm aware <laughs> but like i would be curious about having this cabinet so maybe it's a nostalgia maybe it's just the the world that this presents as opposed to the story that it tries to tell but yeah, i guess i'm, I'm just, just at,
2: at the fact that I never saw it as a kid, first of all, which is not surprising, because apparently a lot of these movies that you guys pick are ones that I've never seen, so, (laughs) but, um, then to watch it now and be like, yeah, this is one that I wouldn't have probably even liked as a kid, it's kind of like, I don't, it's hard for me to rate it too high, and, since it's supposed to be rewatchability scale, and Sarah even says she owns the VHS and has watched it maybe once in
0: the whole time she's owned it. She has watched it once as a child. My review is whether, if you saw this film as a kid, whether you should go back and watch it now as an adult. And as an adult, this film is interesting, at least to me. <laughs> and I understand that's not where you're coming from, <laughs> but that is how I'm justifying my rating. Yeah. Sarah, would you like to tell our audience where they can find us online should they choose to do so?
1: No, because I have no idea where that folder went. <laughs> cool. Uh it's retrograding.fireside.fm. And then it's is it retrograding podcast on Facebook? And then retrograding party line for group stuff? I think
0: I think both of those are correct, yes. 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 Correct.
1: Leave a like, comment, or share. So do stuff. Like, join, friend, do some stuff. Um, our music is done by Dominic Barnes.
0: Who continues to be great.
2: Leave a like on Facebook to get Sarah some better cold medication. Be, yeah. be very proud Send of me. Send your for, thoughts um,
0: and prayers. Sarah's in dire <laughs> straits right just now. Be
1: proud of me that I remembered that all from my head and not from your <laughs> Pretty the good
0: that you remembered the thing you literally say every episode. <laughs> and my hair just-
1: I don't know what I'm doing with my hair right now. I should have taken a picture of that. It's wild. Yeah, all you people listening,
2: we don't know what Sarah is doing with
0: her hair right now that you can definitely see. Uh. Let's go on to our final segment, which is, guys, I learned something today. A segment where we tell our audience something to mull over in our absence until our next episode comes out next month. So, as always, I've not prepared this. Uh, and so, I'm just going to spitball on here so we can all go, go on with our lives. Uh, and really, what I learned watching this film is, um, yeah, maybe don't play God. Maybe don't. Anyway, that is going to close out this episode. Go ahead and mull that over for a month. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time.